0: what's up everybody welcome back to the seven figure flipping podcast this is bill allen i think you can tell from the background i am not in my office and studio we had a podcast recording plan this morning with a very well-known author a guy who wrote the book the 12-week year brian moran absolutely amazing guy coach trainer mentor uh, accountability expert it was an amazing conversation but the weather turned pretty south this morning so I called the team and said hey we got to get an airplane and fly out to North Carolina so we are here in Charlotte getting ready to put on multifamily live from the studio here in Charlotte North Carolina and uh, we set up this makeshift studio here in our Airbnb and we got the recording done this afternoon to put it out to you guys probably tonight we'll put, it'll be out Tuesday night so uh, a really exciting show I had an awesome time interviewing Brian talking with him getting to know him a little bit better Um, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So if you haven't read the book, The 12-Week Year, you've got to go out and get it. And uh, I got a little surprise at the end of this uh, this podcast about what Brian and I and the team at 7 Figure Flipping are going to be doing together next month. So uh, without further ado, here's Brian Moran, the author of The 12-Week Year, and uh, just an amazing guy. I think you're going to get a ton out of it. I know I did. It was like a one-on-one coaching session for me, and uh, you can kind of listen in on a lot of that. So... And this podcast is our playbook what's up everybody i am really excited about today's show i have been uh, talking with my guest for a while about uh, doing something together and in fact i'll um uh, a good friend of mine matt robinson from the professional investors guild so matt a shout out to you down in pensacola florida i started my real estate journey down there at his uh, real estate club so if you're ever in pensacola check out matt robinson and the pig group it's really great Um, He had my guest uh, in at one of his events and uh, put us in touch. We started talking to each other, and I thought it would be really great if we could do something together. And uh, he's been gracious enough to come on the podcast, and we'll talk about a couple other things that we have planned. Um, But I read this book, The 12-Week Year, uh, years ago, and it really kind of changed the way that I look look at productivity, accountability, things like that. And it really shaped the way that Becca Shea, who all of you know, and myself— really showed up to our real estate business and everything that we did in life. So it's an honor for me to bring Brian Moran, the author of The 12 Week Year, on the podcast today to talk a little bit more about it, dig into it. I'm sure he's got some things for me and some ideas, concepts, things that I can use in my business, and I know you guys will too. So Brian, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming. I I guess real quick, if you can just give a quick background of, of you, kind of a little bit about your story and who you are and what you do, I think it'll be helpful for those who may not have picked up The 12 Week Year yet.
1: Sure. So currently, I'm an author, speaker, consultant, coach, but my background started in corporate America. I, I paid my way through college at UPS, was getting a degree in physiology to be a strength coach, and, and they, um, they offered me a promotion into management, which at first I thought I didn't want, but then I took it. And then they offered me full-time, but I didn't take that, left, went to California, got it with PepsiCo, joined a consulting firm, la 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 da la. So I've got this background in corporate America, but had always wanted to do my own thing. And um so in my uh, in my 30s, I decided we were moving back from California. We grew up in Michigan. My wife and I had moved to California, and we were about there about out there about 10 years. But we want to be closer to family, so we decided to move back to Michigan. And in doing that, I got involved in a startup company which I ran in health services. Still own it on the board. Nothing day to day, but we do on-site medical surveillance. Um, but that's not what I loved. What I really loved was coaching, training, helping people, and and so um kind of put the team in position there and then started what today is the execution company the 12 week year and began working with some local clients um really trying to really trying to get a feel for hey what are you know what am i going to bring to them what's going to be most valuable to them and you know bill initially i thought i'm going to bring them new techniques new ideas that kind of thing and in doing that i realized you know what they've all got great ideas they've all got all kinds of resources and so that's when my focus really shifted to helping them learn to execute and and so fast forward to today everything we do is designed to help our clients accomplish more through more effective execution because it's just not enough to know i mean you can have a lot of great ideas you can have access to i mean you 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 provide you know your members with all kinds of great ideas and resources but it, it only works if they implement it. And so the 12-week year and everything we do is around helping people improve their life through more effective execution, more consistent implementation.
0: I think you're exactly right. So ideas without <laughs> execution, right? It's like the taking action and everybody hears it and they know it. You know, I want to I want to ask you a question before we move into the, this kind of 12-week year, because you said you are in corporate America for a long time. You always wanted to do something on your own. it's most people see that as a little bit risky. Like I'm going to jump out of corporate America. I'm going to leave my full-time job and I'm gonna go out on my own. And I've always wanted to do it. So you, you use that, those, that exact words always wanted to do your own thing. And I think so many of our listeners feel that exact same way. They have this like calling this something that's pulling them somewhere else other than where they are right now. How, like, how did you make that decision and what was that? What did it feel like for you? It was probably a, a long time ago, but I'm sure you still remember what that was like.
1: Yeah. um, How I made it was, it was a little bit just timing. Um, I was vice president in this organization and a billion dollar group. And, um, you know, the chairman and I really didn't see eye to eye. And so we parted ways. And it was at that moment that I thought, you know, this is a great time for me to do this if I'm going to do it. And uh, so there was a, a group of guys doing a startup in Michigan here. And I was originally looking at Bill as just an investor in it. But they needed someone to start it and run it. So that's when I said, okay, I'll do that. So rather than going and searching for a new corporate position, um, I decided to do that. And that got me really launched on my own. And then when I was doing that, I realized, you know, this isn't really what I want to do. You know, healthcare isn't my Bailey wig to begin with. And I love it. It's, it's a it's a great business, it's got potential, but this isn't so so kind of one thing led to the other. But but it was really just a the timing more than anything else, I thought, it's kind of like when I moved to California, UPS had offered me a, a promotion into full-time management from part-time. And I thought, you know, if I take that, I'll never go. <laughs> mm. And so so I turned that down and went to California. Same thing here. I thought, you know, if I if go back into corporate America between, um, you know, the stock and the salary and the person, I'll never leave. I'll never do my own thing. And, and so it was just kind of a timing thing that I said, look, if I'm ever going to do this, now is the time. Um, and, and I think that's true for, for everybody that ever does it, you know, there's a point at which they go, look, I, I need to do this now, or, or just give, just like go with the idea, because to kid myself that I'm going to do it later on, it's like everything else, right? You got to execute on it. You might have this idea that you want to be on your own. You know, my, my experience is the sooner, if that's really what you want to do, the sooner you do it, the better, the longer you yeah. put it off, the harder it gets. And, um, yeah, so it just it, it worked out well. The timing was good and made the leap. and there were some struggles along the way. And, and looking back, there's pros and cons. I mean, there's things I miss about the corporate space. There's things I don't miss at all. so and, and I love you know doing my own thing. So well, it sounds like you were in a
0: position to make that decision too. Like these little windows of opportunity open up for us all the time. and it's our choice to walk walk in that door or not or just pass it right. by. And I think these, like you talked about in the beginning, the ideas, the things that pop into our head, all these things. How many times have we seen something on Shark Tank or a TV show and we're like, oh, I thought of that five years ago. Yeah, you didn't right, do anything right, right. about it, right? I hear that's it all right. the time. These little windows of opportunity open. And a mentor of mine said uh, one time that like uh, God puts these ideas into us and it's up to you to to execute on those and do something to make the world a better place or he's going to take it and give it to somebody else. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, man, that's interesting concept and idea. And um, I really think, you know, a lot of people, we have clients of ours that are in the mastermind group and stuff that they lost their job due to COVID. And they said, you know what, this is my perfect time to go all in on real estate. And they're doing really, really well and successful. Because sometimes you get that, you get that like little nudge and push and the window of opportunity opens just for a short period of time. And you got to decide to jump at that time. So it sounds like that was it for you. I know that was it for me. We talked about James a little bit pre-show and I mean, I was active duty military almost 15 years. Five, six, five and a half years from retirement, going, man, this is the time that I can jump out. I already had a real estate business that was successful. Yeah. I was looking at, you know, my next tour, it was gonna be another three years. Then I definitely couldn't uh couldn't get jump out after that at 18 years or so. So the time to take care of my family, do this full time and stay in the military part-time. So yeah. very interesting, you know, very I think, similar story.
1: Right. I think some of what keeps people in the corporate space is this illusion of security. And so when you go through something like you know, the pandemic, and you find out you weren't very secure in that environment to begin with, then it makes making the leap a little easier. But but you know, if you're going to bet bet on yourself, right? Who better to bet on?
0: (laughs) Yep, I totally agree with that. I say that uh, a lot. So especially with with my own money with my decisions, all that stuff. It's I love I love having being able to make my, you know, plan my schedule decide where I'm going to go. I used to have to ask the military for permission to take a vacation. And I was like, that's the one thing that I absolutely love now is if I wanna just go fishing for a week down in Key West in December, like I, I just planned with my buddy, we're yeah. going for 10 days and right. I don't have to ask anybody's permission, except, except for my wife.
1: So, right, let's be real, you do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's, let's jump into this uh, 12-week year concept because I think it's really amazing. And, um, and I'm interested to hear a little bit more from you, like a little bit deeper than what I know from the book, but the concept of being able to get, get more done because just like you talked about, this execution piece is really missing from a lot of us. Even really high performers can dial it in a little bit better. And even if you think that you're really great at execution, I think you'll be surprised at some things that you can learn from from you, Brian.
1: Yeah. So when I first started working around that, you know, looking for the fundamentals that drive execution, uh, um, we were still working in an annual environment <clears throat> because no one had ever questioned that, right? You set annual goals, you build annual plans, you break them down quarterly and monthly and weekly, and and so by this time, Michael had joined me. She's the co-author business partner <clears throat> and we were realizing that look man we were getting good results but it just felt like we weren't getting what people were capable of and and we started to kind of figure out why that was and it was the annual cycle because for most of the year there's just too much time it's it's like there's too much runway to it's too easy to put things off you know i i talk about how in january everybody's fired up you know, but you get to the end of the the end of January, most people are behind their goal or behind their plan, and yet nobody's worried, right? They don't start worrying until very late in the year, and and so we realized that that environment that no one had even questioned, everybody just ac- accepted it, was part of the barrier. Sure, you do better with goals and plans that are annual than none at all, but there was still a barrier in that, and we came across uh, a concept in athletics called periodization. And um, we saw that, and we realized that that had some some applicability for what we were doing with our clients and what we were doing in our own business. And that's really where we redefined a year. So, you know, we started to work with the concept of twelve weeks as a year. Um, and and what twelve weeks does is it gives you, you know, it gives you enough time to make amazing progress. I mean, we have tens of thousands of people that do more in twelve weeks than they used to do in twelve months. But but part of that. The reason that happens is because it's close enough that you don't lose sight of the deadline. So it's really difficult to procrastinate in a 12-week year, much more so than it is a 12-month cycle. And that was kind of the accelerant to the disciplines and principles, So the fundamentals that drive execution and high performance. That what the 12-week year did for that is created this, this healthy sense of urgency that doesn't exist in an annual cycle. And so what happens in that bill... It's just more of the important stuff gets done day in, day out, week in, and week out. And um, a few days of that probably doesn't matter. Even a couple weeks doesn't matter. But day after day after day, week after week after week. And in 12 short weeks, man, you can be in a very, very different position. And then and then you multiply that over a number of 12-week years, and it's life-changing in a very short period of time. Um, so that was the first thing, just really helping people kind of get out of that mindset to change the mindset away from the annual environment where, and and, and there aren't four of those in the year, right? That, so the first thing people go to, well, that's quarterly. Well, no quarter is part of a whole. This is the whole. And so each 12-week year stands on its own. Um, and and when we do that, we're just more consistent with the things that that move the needle. So what are the keys to this
0: concept? Like, what are some of the things that I'm listening to this going, okay, I want to get done as much in 12 weeks as I do in a year. Like, what what do I need to do to do that? Like, what's the, what's the shift that I have to have in my mind and some of the like frameworks yeah. behind this?
1: A couple of things. One is to recognize, you know, when we start to build plans and set goals and all that stuff um, is to really realize what we control and what we don't control. Right. So I always ask when I do workshops, I'll ask people, um, what do we have greater control over our actions or our outcomes? And the answer, of course, is our actions. Our actions. Right. Yeah. So we don't control the outcomes. Um, Bill got it right. and We didn't even we didn't even prep. Uh, but we don't control our outcomes. We desire the outcomes. Right. But we don't control them. So So really recognizing that everything you create in life is created from your actions. And and so goals are outcomes. And if you get too fixated on the goal, it actually, um, it actually becomes paralyzing. What we need to be clear on are what are the actions. And, and so, you know, when you start to look at a 12 week year, the first thing we do is we set 12 week goals. We don't do annual goals, but we're not setting them. Um, unattached to anything. We start, the first discipline of the 12-week year is is a compelling vision. So we start with a long-term vision of what do you want your life to look like? And by the way, what would great look like? Not good, but great. God willing, we're going to be here. Let's make it great. And then we pull that more near term. So we'll start first, you know, long-term aspirational, five, 10, 15 or more years in the future. We'll bring that three years out. And then we're setting 12-week goals that align with that. And and what that does, Bill, is it creates an emotional connection to what I'm doing Monday through Friday in this life I want to live. So, so um, you know, real estate investing, flipping, right? I need to I need to attach to the actions it takes for me to uh, you know find properties, assess properties, get in there, turn them around, market them, sell them, that that type of stuff. I need to attach all those actions to the life I want to live three years from now. So so that there's there's. Um, there's a compelling reason for me to take that action, especially if I haven't done a lot of it in the past, you know, especially if it's new, which I know for some of your members, it is right. They're just, they're getting started. They're trying to do the first couple properties, right. There's a lot of uncertainty around it, right. What's the reason I'm going to step into that uncertainty. It's, it's easier to kind of put things off and do what I've always done, which ties back to our earlier conversation, which m- most people that want to do their own thing, never make the leap. Why? Cause it's, it's more comfortable it's more convenient to keep doing what i'm always doing um, and so you know the 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 12 week year is, is is the is the time frame in which we work in but what we're doing is we're applying a set of disciplines and principles that are fundamental to high performance it's not stuff michael and i created we just packaged it based on trial and error of what what it really took to be successful in any area of life whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in business Yeah, we, I
0: think this, this concept. So I remember when we were, we would do annual planning sessions and we still do, we still do a three year, one year planning and then break it down quarterly um, in, in the company that, that I run in this company, seven figure flipping and the other uh, real estate company. And then what I found even in, in that 12 or 13 weeks, uh, however, however long, it's like meeting to meeting. We do a quarterly assessment of where we are and everything aligns with that one year goal. Exactly. like You talked about, but I, I still feel like I can get behind So I have, I make milestones. For these for these things, right? So I got I got my my twelve or thirteen weeks or whatever, or maybe it's eleven weeks this this time, or it's it's fifteen weeks for us. And I feel like I hit have these milestones, but it's so easy to get behind even on those milestones. And so these like these whams, right? uh, Are are I think probably one of the keys to making sure that I don't get behind. I'm just like hitting my actions because the milestones are just another like. It's just another outcome I've realized over right. the past few years. Right. It's just another like another thing that needs to get done that doesn't necessarily have the actions in front of it that I need to take to get that thing done. So like right now, as an example, I'm hiring for a COO and I'm, I'm actually interviewing a lot of people just like you talked about, corporate America folks that are changing their mind of what they want to do and they want to jump out and get a little bit more entrepreneurial. They want to leave. The resumes yeah. that I'm reading are, are, are interesting. It's somebody, sure. and they, everybody's told me it's like, my my resume is not somebody who who typically gets hired from a COO. Like I'm, I've bounced around a lot. I just haven't tried really figured out what I want to do. It's kind of like entrepreneurs in uh, in a corporate wrap, right? Is what I'm seeing. <laughs> it's cool. So I'm interviewing lots of different people. One guy actually just he worked for UPS for like 20 years, and so there, like one of my things is that I have to have this job ad up at a certain time, and I have to have interviewed a certain number of people and things like that, but. One thing that I notice in all of this, this ramble that I've got going on right now is where I fall flat is is planning all the things that I can control, like my vacations, my trips, my times, where there might be a week where I know that I, I already know if I planned ahead, I couldn't get anything done. But my expectation is that that week' I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot accomplished when I'm on vacation because my milestone is not is not wrapped around, the actual time that I have available over those 12 weeks. Yeah. So how what what have you guys looked at with that? Is there more like a little bit more long-term planning over 12 weeks that needs to happen of hey, uh, I have these ups and downs and cycles because we have to work in the business as well as kind of on the business on some of this stuff. So how do like what advice would you give me? Basically I'm asking for some like one on one.
1: Yeah. So first off, I I would decouple your 12 week goals from annual goals because you're doing quarterly goals then which is different, mm. right? As I said earlier, is part of a whole. And so you never get out of this mindset that I can catch up. Mm. And you might catch up and hit the goal, Bill, but you can't recap, recapture capacity you left on the table last week, last month. Mm. That's the difference between where people are performing what they're capable of. It's not, 12-week year is not about taking everything you do in 12 months and trying to cram it into 12 weeks. It's about accomplishing more in 12 weeks. Mm. It's all about more focus. It's not about more activity. It's it's more consistent with the activities that matter most. So that so that's the first thing. Get get out of because you're still annualized to a large degree. Mm. Um, the other thing then would be as you plan these these twelve week goals, is one of the things with twelve week planning that's different than traditional planning, is is getting really granular. Most plans are conceptual. They're directional. They're not tactical. And and so um, a couple problems with conceptual plans is one. They underestimate or they mask the effort. It looks like I've got a few things. If I really break that down to discrete actions, I might have I might have twenty or thirty discrete actions. So, so it looks like just a few things is really a lot of work involved. Um, the the other thing is from a uh, f- from getting it done standpoint. You know, when we get granular, now we can stage it. We know what needs to be done in week one, and week two, and week three, and week four. And so, if I got a vacation plan in week five, I know nothing's getting done in that week. Now I got to look at, okay, does that mean I've got I've got to do a few more in week four or in week six, or what does that look like so I can plan for that? That's that's almost impossible to do if you're doing an annual plan because because you don't know what you're going to be doing three, four, five months from now, right? I mean, it just you just don't know. Um, but with 12 weeks, you can predict the, the activity. And, and so, you know, we take our clients to a process when they set a goal through a mind mapping process to really think about all the things they could do. But we're not going to try and build a plan and include all of that. We're going to pick the critical few. What, what are the least number of things to accomplish the goal? And then let's get really granular with those. So what we're what we end up with is a really focused granular plan that spells out specific actions that need to happen each week in order to hit the goal. And mm-hmm. then that's what we control, right? So if we don't get if we don't get tactical, we don't get granular like that, then um it's really difficult to execute. And if you're part of a team, you you know it's really difficult to get people empowered and to own it if you're not tactical because people are reluctant to own anything that's vague. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like what you said, decouple the the 12 week kind of uh, plan from the annual goals and things like that, like make it something uh, and and the actions that need to come out to get even more granular for me, it's usually and maybe the problem is I'm a really big picture thinker, and I'm constantly looking at strategic changes and vision of the company. And, uh, and it's not really in the weeds getting granular, but even some of those things I can break down and get really granular on the actions that I need to take for it. Um, I, I found yeah, over the past few years, the more I've become become more entrepreneurial and less kind of uh, military fo- guy who just followed orders, that I, uh, that I'm enjoying this more, like the freedom, the ability to do my own thing, and it becomes a little bit more lax on myself and not as as strict on accomplishing everything that I need to do. And kind of, I, I find that we tend to kick the can down the road a lot. And I think that's the problem with the annual goals is, that, oh, I have time. Like you said, I have time to catch up. I can do it uh, right. August, September, right. October. And I feel like every time we have an event, every time we have, uh, a, it just always gets into the crunch. And we're always yeah. like last minute selling tickets, last minute pushes, like, We're behind, we we just always feel behind like we're hamsters on a wheel a lot of times. And just so everybody that's listening, this is behind the scenes of my business too. So you're not the (laughs) only one who feels like that, who said, I had a goal to flip 20 houses this year and it's already June and I've only flipped four, like I'm way behind, you know? And so really taking that back and I'll I'll say Becca, I'll give a huge shout out to Becca. She read your book, implemented it, helped me. She ran accountability group for me and a couple other friends. Initially, we joined Seven Figure Flipping. She was running accountability groups for a long time. And then she has actually put it into our uh, our curriculum, our course, our mastermind groups and all that stuff. And it's been running, you know, we have, I think we have 150 people that are in different accountability groups and she has workbooks and things that like, they get really granular on that stuff. And it just makes me remember, I need to jump back in one of those groups again. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll help you with your plan because that, that whole process, you know, you need to think of that, that annual goal as like a four-year vision. Mm. And then you know, in the first 12 weeks, you're either going to be on pace, you're going to be ahead, you're going to be behind, and and then we decide how we adjust. But but really, and it's 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 decoupling that in your mind, and 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 that's not like flipping a switch because everything everybody's done to this point's been annualized. It's just the way the world operates. Yeah. But the more you can periodize it, the more effective it's going to be. And then and then as we talked about, really getting granular. So the benefit of that too is once we create the plan. We absolutely know what matters most for the next 12 weeks. It's what's in the plan. Everything else becomes secondary, which is really powerful because, you know, day to day, there's stuff coming at you left and right, and there will always be more to do than you have time to do it. We have limited capacity. So really focusing that plan at the goal level and at the tactic level, but getting really granular. Otherwise, keeping score, whams, and all that stuff have no traction. If you don't have a tactical plan, you've got a conceptual plan. That's a waste of time those other pieces. Yeah we've we mentioned WAM a couple times. Can you explain what that is? Sure, study after study has shown that if you're going alone, um, you're stacking the odds against yourself. So so a WAM is just a peer support group. It's called a weekly accountability meeting. And if you haven't read our book, you need to, your listeners need to read the book and the chapters on accountability or go to YouTube and catch one of my videos on accountability because we have a very different view, you know? And, and so in these groups, we're not trying to hold each other accountable. We're holding each other capable, which means, you know, we're willingly entering into um, a conversation with a couple other folks on a weekly basis to talk about how we're doing honestly and candidly, how are we doing with our goals how are we doing with our execution? And then uh, the, the other folks in the WAM group are pressing in, they're challenging us, they're supporting us, they're encouraging us. Um, and it's a very short meeting, it's 15 minutes, not a strategy session, it's not a problem solving session, but what it does is it creates accountability to self. And then we're more intentional as we go through the week about what's getting done and what's not getting done. And, and so they have a big effect on um, how people execute and, and whether or not they accomplish their goals.
0: Yeah, I did a, uh, I did a week, I did a, you know, one of our accountability groups. Uh, so what, the way I might show up every week and it was for my relationship, you know, well, I was struggling, my wife and I were struggling and I, so I, I, I got a course on uh, relationships and yeah. some of my, some of my actions were to go through a module of the course, do like send her two letters, uh, do a date night every week, like all these different actions that I set up that were very, like I said, if I do these things then our relationship yeah. will get better. I'm confident. And, um, and I would show up and sure enough I wouldn't have the assignment or the uh, or the module done like the day before that meeting came up and sure enough every time I did not want to be at like a 40 percent or 50 percent like I need to be up right, there about right, 90 100 percent right. so um, you know I own the company I can't show up being a, a scumbag and so I got to lead by example and, and it really did push me to make sure that you know I was I was in the gym listening to my training course that morning before my meeting and stuff like that. Like it really, really, really helps when, especially people that are already accountable to yourself, but you will let yourself slide. Even I'll let myself slide sometimes, but when I get in front of other people, there's no possible way. If I said, I'm going to do something I'm going to show up and not have it done. Um, And I can convince myself and maybe argue out, but uh, when I have to show up for somebody else, and then there's the folks that need that. Like some of us you you think you want accountability until you have it. You need it really bad. And um, and and those folks show up and they see a huge difference. I've seen people reach their goals by halfway through, you know, and, and yeah. something they never thought it was a stretch at twelve weeks. And at six, seven, eight weeks, they're they've got the number of houses. They've got the things because they were taking the actions. They were making more offers. Or in consistent offers. They were uh, you know, sending out a certain number of cards or cold calls or or all these things to get leads. Uh, they were they were having lunches and they were talking to more private money lenders and they raised way more money than they expected. I've seen people raise millions of dollars in 12 weeks. It was amazing. And they've only raised a couple hundred thousand before. There's just a couple tweaks and changes. It's really, really powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, I think the enemy for all of us is comfort. I mean, that's what we're wired for. Um, and given the choice, that's what we lean towards. So you know, setting up the 12-week year puts processes and systems into your into your world so that you can lean on them. Um, and so what that WHAM does is creates productive tension. When I'm not doing what I said I needed to do, it creates some tension because I can't hide from it, right? I'm looking at it every week. I'm in a, I'm in a WHAM group with a couple other folks that are confronting it. And and at some point, I'm either going to drop out, which doesn't help me, or I'm going to step up, and that's when things get better. Mm-hmm. So that's what we call productive tension And Um, you know, but, but recognizing that everyone deals with this, it's not like, it's not like because you're struggling with it, you're broke, right? Something's wrong with you. That's, that's normal. And so what we want to do is we want to create systems and process and support so that in spite of that, we can take the action and not being perfect. You know, your members need to know it's not about being perfect. It's just being more consistent with the things that matter. And, and that moves the needle in a profound way in a very short period of time.
0: Yeah. And just in case anybody's thinking that I was at a hundred percent every single week, I was not, (laughs) I was usually somewhere between like 70 and 90 some. And I had a couple of weeks where I hit a hundred, but like what I saw and and everybody, there was nobody in my group that was a hundred percent every single week. Perfection just doesn't exist, frankly. And especially when you're pushing yourself a little bit, like we're really trying to, to get to, and something comes up, you know, you have uh, like a sick kid, you have something that that happens you you just you were just maxed out and you need to sleep that week you know and so what i saw i the people that i'm talking about that hit raised millions of dollars in 12 weeks these folks were at like there was a week they were like 52% then we got like 68% it's it's amazing to see
1: yeah so. typically if you're averaging 80 plus percent you'll hit the goal and that's not to say that at 50% you won't just the probability is much mm-hmm. greater if you're 80 plus percent, but but it's not about being perfect. I mean, I've been on the system for decades now. I'm, I'm far from perfect and I have bad weeks, but but you know, I don't have two in a row because I'm in a wham because yeah. we're talking about it and I'm, I'm, you know, I've learned to recover quickly, which is what it's about. You're going to get derailed. You're going to stumble. There's going to be things, um, you know, with the 12 week year, we talk about it's a guilt free zone. You can't change last week, but you can learn from it and adjust. And that's the key to it.
0: Yeah. You know, I love this productive tension, drop out or step up. That that quote was like my favorite. It it like defines the military perfectly. I went to test pilot school and it was, that was it. It was all they tried to get us to do. They didn't give us enough time. They they had way higher expectations than they knew we could actually accomplish. And all they were trying to do is weed us out.
1: Yeah, see how you respond to to pressure.
0: That's it. Don't sleep, Uh, unrealistic expectations. And we thought other people who went before us did that. Right. We were supposed to do it. And it's just, a, it's a huge mindset struggle and challenge. And then they, you got you flying and writing papers and traveling and all this stuff, working 120 hours a week. And I was like, how can you keep this up? You know? And so it was, it was really interesting to see. And then at the end talking to them, they're like, yeah, we don't expect you to actually write really <laughs> after that. Like, That's we just true. wanted to see what you can do. You know, uh, Hell Week obviously in the Navy SEALs is very similar. It's got people ringing out. It's just who, who can handle that stress and then when you actually get to the teams, it's, it's a totally different ballgame. You know? uh, now you're learning the tactical stuff. You're learning the weapons, the machinery, the, the strategies and tactics and stuff. So um, it's really good stuff. I have, I have like one last question before you kind of wrap up. What, what are some of the things that you see, some of the most successful people? So you have tens of thousands of people that go through this. What are some of the things that those people do that you see that, are, that make them really, really successful in this, um, like this concept, this 12-week year, these whams, these kind of things that they're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is just applying the system. You know, there's a tendency to, to pick pieces you like. Mm. Oh, I like that vision stuff, but that measurement stuff, not so much. Or, or vice versa. I love the analytics, visions fluff. I mean, it's really applying it as a system because when you do bill, it's a, it's a self-correcting system, meaning you get better. And so there's a tendency for people, though, they'll, they'll get it rolling and they'll have some big increases and then they'll start to drop off. Right, it's pretty natural. Again, we we gravitate towards what we're comfortable with, and so we, you know, we we kind of we we kind of pull back a little bit, and so just staying stay in with the routines. You know, we did uh, Michael and I did a session. We do something every month called Greatness in the Moment series, and we did a topic one time on um, habits and routines. And and I think there's this misunderstanding that you can create a habit out of anything. You can create habits on tasks that you find easy. Um, which is m- most of the stuff isn't going to create the success you want in life. Uh, in those areas, you need to create routines, which means you got to consciously choose to do them. And the twelve-week year is just a routine that you got to consciously choose to stick with. And then each twelve weeks, there's actions in your plan that that you're going to have to choose to do. And some of those, depending on your business, um, some of those like are will be recurring, right? Some of the some of the actions that drive the economic engine. Will be the same every twelve weeks. There's other actions as you build new capacity that are new and different, but but you have to choose to do them every every week. And um, so when people get away from that, is when they when they start to struggle. When you just stick with it, um, like our, our best our best clients that are accomplishing the most, they would never start a twelve week year without a twelve week plan. They would never start a week without a weekly plan. They'd never start a week without scoring their execution and doing a wham I mean some what we call the weekly routine three simple steps that just become a routine and when you do that you perform better um I love that you said you know people pick the things that they like in there and then
0: just they just go with it so it's like a little Frankenstein model of all these different systems and processes and it's like look if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, and that's one thing that we talked about in our accountability groups, we said, well, you know, hey, we we operate off of these different systems, and in this business, we talk about this, and then we're using uh, WAM uh methodology and the 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 names of, of things and all the different all the different things. We said we're either gonna go there or go here. Like we have to operate off yeah. these systems inside this group and do all the things instead of just making up our own whatever we feel like that week. And here's the rules of the game. Here's the things that you need to do. Um, don't just pick and choose what you like because the thing's set up specifically to run and, and execute the right way. So um
1: I yeah, we've for, had success in we've had success in every industry. I mean, we've worked in every industry at every level. So it's not a question of does this work? You know, it's been vetted for a couple decades now. So um so it works really well when you apply it as a system. And that's and, where you get and the I biggest mean, point. I've heard so many times. I mean, your book is recommended
0: all over the world of hey, you you need you need to get better at this go read the 12 Book year, read the 12 Book year, read the 12 Book year. And if you, anybody's listening who hasn't read it, you absolutely have to read it. I remember, I remember hearing you on a podcast years ago, probably six, seven years ago when I started in this business. And I was like, I read that book and I was like, wow, man, I am definitely not as good as I think I am at executing <laughs> on this stuff. You know, I came fresh out of the military. I think I was still flying airplanes for the Navy. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't need, I don't need yeah. this. And jumped in with Becca on accountability right after that. And it changed everything for me, her running that meeting, um, holding holding us accountable, and like you said, you said uh, drop out or step up. There were five of us when we started. There were two of us left standing at the end. Yeah, and it was me and Becca. Three three dropped out, and it was it was like five o'clock in the morning, uh, and we were up. We were working together before everybody else in our house got up, yeah. and uh, and talking about what we were doing and making sure that we're hitting our actions. So, um, you know, okay. that
1: there's a price to pay for being successful, and it's not compromising your values or your your health or any of that, but it's, it's sacrificing your comfort. That's the big thing, right? And so you've got to be willing to sacrifice your comfort to be great. And, and not just occasionally, but regularly.
0: <laughs> That's right. It was, uh, it was two and a half hours before my family got up that I was, I was working full time. I was flying eight to 10 hours a day, every single day. Uh, and, and one weekend a month, I had to go leave uh, to fly somewhere else. And I wanted to start this real estate business. I had the calling just like you. I said, there's something there. I, I really like it. And then I'd get home from work. I'd, put, you know, have dinner, put our son Will to bed. He was a newborn baby, and I'd go back in the office for two more hours. I just told my wife, "Look, you're probably not gonna see me for a year. I, I got, a, I got. There's something here, and I know it. I can feel yeah. it. I, I'll be successful. I don't know how, but I'll do it. I just need a year. Give me a year, and I'll, and I'll make it work. And, and we did. And it was, uh, it, it was, it was fortunate, and it was a lot of sacrifice, like you said. So. Um, Brian, obviously, uh, th- thank you so much for coming on the podcast, but we have something really cool that we're doing together in just like a month. So in July, um, you're coming out to Park City, Utah, to do you mentioned a workshop here that you've done these workshops before and one thing that you asked you you said, um, you know, what can you control or not control right and um, And so we're going to do a workshop together. You're going to come out with our uh, seven-figure altitude members. So all of our high-level mastermind members. If you're coming to Park City, Utah, this might be the first time that you're hearing about this because we've been keeping it a secret. We haven't told you guys yet what's going on. But um, we've we've brought in some amazing coaches and trainers in our mastermind groups in the past at our events, and um, this is going to be a really awesome workshop. We've done sales. We've done all kinds of things in the past, but really, truly diving into this uh, productivity, this accountability, this 12-week year system and doing a workshop with Brian Moran, like who wouldn't wanna do that? So if you were thinking about not coming to this event because you have something else going on or you were just weren't sure or you were gonna skip this one and come to the next one, um, I have no doubt that you will be signing up, you'll be jumping in, you'll be uh, getting your reservations done. And I- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say anybody that's out there who's interested in coming to check this out, you can go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, submit an application. Remember, you have to be at a certain level in your house flipping and wholesaling business to just to qualify for this group, but it doesn't mean you can't fill out an application. We can help you. We can talk about where you are and kind of what we think that you need to do to get to that point to qualify. So fill out an application. And if, you're, if it's the right fit, if, if we're the right fit for you, you guys are the right fit for us. You can jump in and come join us in Park City, Utah. It's, uh, I, th- I wanna say it's July 14th, uh, 14th and 15th, but um, I don't have that off the top of my head. So um, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes for you guys, the exact dates, but it's a Wednesday and Thursday. So Brian's gonna come out. He's gonna hang with us in Park City, Utah, do a workshop for us. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm really excited about it. So I encourage anybody who's listening, if you want more of this, obviously buy the 12 week year, buy the book. Uh, and Brian's gonna tell you how you can get a hold of him and things like that. But if you wanna see him live, you want to workshop and also be a part of an amazing mastermind that does accountability groups a lot like this, come join us, submit an application. So Brian, how can people like, what should they do? Obviously pick up the book. Is there a best place to
1: get that? And how yeah. can they get a hold of you? You bet. First off, come to that event. Cause it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, you can get the book on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. You can get it off our website, 12weekyear.com. Um, you know, we do have a getting started course uh, that's free, 12weekyear.com forward slash getting started. you get a few emails from me that'll help you with your vision and your plan and the things we talk about. Um, and that might be a good little thing to do before you come to the session even. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but 12weekyear.com is, is is where you can find us and, and help in any way. Um, the book is really the first place, right? Where you can get a sense of what's the concept and how we apply it. And so even if you don't read much, the book's in two sections. The first sixty-four pages. If you just read that, you'll get a good sense of the concept, and uh, and what it can do for you.
0: Yeah, I'll say we sell a lot of books. Like our listeners are avid readers. They're podcast listeners. Like it, they'll get it on Audible. Like if if you guys don't read, I know that you listen because you're listening to this. Yeah. So um, definitely pick it up. Uh, support Brian. Absolutely amazing guy. Um, I feel like I got some one-on-one coaching today for some of my goals and plans and <laughs> stuff like that. The decoupling of annual to uh, to this kind of idea is interesting because I have been shifting more towards if I, I can line up my quarterly goals with my annual goals, then it's more likely I'll hit my annual goal. But even decoupling that and thinking about different things that I can do in a more like focused and tactical execution in 12 weeks is what I
1: took away from this. And here's, I know here's this. why: because when you when you tie it to the annual goal, it's actually limiting, Bill. Mm. I, I tell a story about a client, Audra Barbeau, who called me on September 7th. And she said, hey, I'm calling you because I just got off the phone with my boss. I hit my annual goal. This was September 7th, right? Mm. And, and she doubled it by the end of the year. That would have never happened had she taken that annual goal and sort of divided it by four and tracked along to it, right? If, you, if you're if you're killing it and crushing it every 12 weeks, the annualized stuff is going to take care of itself. And so it's, it's really letting go of that and just doing doing the maximum every 12 weeks.
0: I like that, I like it a lot. I'm, uh, I'm actually gonna take this clip and we're gonna play it at my uh, my next uh, meeting with the whole team and staff. So Great. Uh, I'm taking that and we're gonna shift things a little bit. So um, Brian, I appreciate it. Again, everybody that's listening, you wanna come see Brian live. So this event is in person. I know a lot of our events have been virtual in the past, but we're all gonna be at Park City, Utah. We've got about a hundred people or so now that have RSVP'd from our seven figure altitude group. Um, we'd love to see you if you're kind of on the fence about joining us, you're not sure if this is the right group for you. Um, obviously we do some really amazing things just like this. Um, we'd love to have you. We'd love the opportunity to help you reach your freedom goal, hit your, hit your business goals, uh, do more in uh, 12 weeks than you can in a year, just from this one, uh, this one conference that you come to. So, uh, go to sevenfigurealtitude.com. fill out a, uh, an application there. That's the first step. And then Dave, somebody on the team will talk with you and see if it's uh, if it's right for you. Uh, no pressure. It's very easy conversation, uh, however you like to be communicated with. And then go to 12weekyear.com, check out Brian and his team and uh, everything that they're doing. I know they're doing some amazing things and I'm really kind of pushing him to do some more with us too. So we'll see where that goes <laughs> after this event. I'm game. So, Brian, thanks for, thanks for coming. I really appreciate yeah. it. It's been awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See you in a month. Okay.
0: Bye. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.